Welcome to Sky Women. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Moyers, a wife, mom, and board-certified OB-GYN. This is a place to educate, empower, and inspire. Join us each week as we share the power of women's stories. Real women, real stories, real inspiration. Put on your stretchy pants. Let's get going. Welcome, Sky community. Welcome to another episode of Sky Women. I'm so glad that you're here today. If you haven't, go ahead and subscribe and review our podcast. Share with your friend who you think it might benefit. Today, we are talking with Dr. Robin Tiger, MD. And you might be saying, well, Dr. Moyers, I'm not a physician. This isn't a physician-only podcast. Why are we talking to stress-free MD? You guys, you are going to love this story. She is on a mission to empower others with self-care tools that's backed by science and research. We know that burnout is on the rise and Dr. Robin knows this all firsthand. And she is going to walk us through it today and empower us in our own lives and how we can beat the burnout journey. Whether you're a first responder, whether you're a physician, whether you are a stay-at-home mom, whether you are a working mom, wherever you are in your life, there are tools for you. So welcome, Dr. Tiger. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I am a very big fan of yours, both in your podcast and your work. And I have to say that I wish I knew about you a few decades ago when I was having my kids, because I could have used your help. So <laughs> what oh, you're doing is really amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I am flattered. I'm also a fan of yours. Well, welcome. This is such a treat to be able to talk to you and your expertise. I think in the last two years, we are all trying to beat some form of burnout and overwork and stress. Moms have become the teachers and then, you know, more so multitaskers than ever before. And so walk us through kind of your journey and burnout. What brought you to all these levels of expertise that you have? You're not only a radiologist physician, but now you are the stress expert on how to reduce stress with your yoga and meditation, et cetera. So kind of walk us through that and show us how we can be empowered in our own lives. Yeah, absolutely. And you can, (laughs) everyone can, which is how I'd like to start really with the end in that you all have the innate superpowers to feel better anytime you want to. You just need to learn how. So let's start with the end, even though we're never supposed to start with the last chapter of a story because it might ruin the rest of it. But in this case, I want you to first hear that what I'm going to share with you are things that you can do as well. And that it's not just that I'm an MDE and that I've got this extra knowledge. It's that I learn things that I actually never learned in medical school that we all need to know and that we can all do simply, easily, and effectively. So that's the end of the story. And let's go back to the beginning. Oh, I love it. I feel like we need a megaphone one more time for those in the back. (laughs) Yes, for those in the back. You can do this You are not alone. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can do this too. And so... My story began really when I started to recognize that I had lots of illnesses going on when I was in practice and I was practicing diagnostic radiology. I was job sharing with another female doc so that we could both try and balance as much as possible the mom hat, the wife hat, the, the taking care of the house and the dog and the commu- community and the you know being involved with the kids and being involved in the school system and being on lots of boards and blah, 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 right? We say yes, 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 way too much. And I started to develop lots of illnesses. And I couldn't put any of them together. So my doctor brain 
was unable to connect what was going on, but I just felt like I was falling apart. And let me just tell you what some of those are because you may notice them in yourself. And so this is what was going on. And I'll from the top down, I had developed these violent migraine headaches. So never in my life had experienced a migraine. And I used to watch my family members go into another room because they couldn't, you know, my cousins, they had these migraines and I'm like, what kind of headache is that bad? That you, you, do you really just not want to be with us? Or Well, uh-uh. I owe them a big apology <laughs> because I experienced it for myself. And with violent vomiting, like this vomiting where you just, you know, feel like your insides are coming out and my gums were bleeding. Okay. So like that doesn't seem to connect, right? I had vertigo, so much dizziness that I'd be in the supermarket, I'd be grocery shopping and someone would like say hello to me. I turn my head and I would be so dizzy. I just have to stand there until it passed. I had this really, really bad tinnitus that's ringing in my ears that was so loud that it kept me up at night and I'm just exhausted because I couldn't sleep. And my whole body hurt. You know, like the Tin Man and the Wizard of Oz when Tin Man can't move? It's got to be oil. Yeah. I'm like, I was, I feel like someone needs to follow me around with an oil can, right? Because I felt like I could not move my body, particularly my neck, my shoulders, my back, my hips just felt awful digestion was off. Every time I ate my abdomen distended, I get pain in my belly, I had diarrhea, constipation. My body couldn't decide what it wanted to do. And then something really scary happened where I developed these paresthesias, which are areas of numbness. It's just a big fancy word that means numbness in my hands and my feet and left side of my back. And I then of course was terrified and thought I had some debilitating neurologic disease because like that's scary. Why would I all of a sudden not be able to feel my hands or my feet or my back? And, you know, it, it made it difficult for me to do stuff. Like even like when I was doing breast biopsy and holding the biopsy gun and I just, I couldn't even hold the trigger or just cut up vegetables in the kitchen when I'm trying to make dinner or, you know, button a shirt. I mean, things that seem so simple, I couldn't do. And send any of us into panic. Panic. Right. But, you know, we have to be cool, calm and collected. We're the moms, right? We got to keep it together and, you know, mom and doctor and whatever. And we don't really tell people things that are going on and we just kind of push through and we don't really, really say anything because we have to lots of times. And, and all of this didn't happen on one day, just over time, these things were developing. And so it got to the point where, you know, I started to see a lot of doctors, you know, I went to a periodontist, I went to a gastroenterologist, I went to a neurologist, I started to have some bad thoughts, like really bad thoughts. Like I can't do this anymore. Like, I don't know if I want to be here. I mean, I couldn't even believe it, but these were the thoughts I was having. My brain had these crazy words that were going on in my head. And so I started to see a mental health care professional and all these docs had me on all these pills and I was going, I went, I'm a radiologist, right? So I had MRIs and x-rays and ultrasounds and everything was negative. The million dollar workup. (laughs) Million dollar workup, right? Check, 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 check. Pill, 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 image, 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 and nothing, nothing made me better. And I was really scared. I mean, I had at that point, three physician colleagues that died from suicide. And on the one hand, I'm feeling terrible. On the other hand, my brain's saying, you got to get it together, girl. Like, you know, you got to figure this out. And traditional medicine isn't working for you right now. So what else can you do? you know, because you're going to end up going down that other path. And I loved my husband. I loved my kids. Like I wanted to be there for them. So I started to look outside the box of medicine, everything we were taught. And it was then that I started hearing more and more about things like yoga and meditation. 
and I am and was a gym rat. And I'd be on the treadmill training for my next race, looking at those people down the hall doing those twisty, weird upside down things. And I imagine them in spandex with weird music, saying weird languages. And, you know, I know your eyes roll. Eyes roll. You either do the you either do the visible eye roll or the no one can see eye roll. And I know that a lot of you out there listening are, might actually think some of these things and even more because I had all of these preconceived notions, but I was desperate. I seriously hit the bottom. Like I could only go up. There was only one direction. Right. So yeah. And there's this like yoga 101 five week seemed kind of casual series at a studio down the street from my house. And I didn't want to go by myself. <laughs> we girls like to stick together. Right. So I, I asked my next door neighbors, a nurse, and I said, Hey, you want to go with me to this, this thing, you know, this, <laughs> this class. And she's kind of giving me the eye roll, but I said, look, if it's terrible, we'll just leave and I'll buy you dinner. Yeah. And she said, okay, I'm going to get dinner out of it. So <laughs> So that's what we did. We, we went and then an amazing thing happened in that at the end of that first class, I just had this unbelievable reset, this unbelievable shift. And I started to feel really calm and balanced and clear. And even though I had worked a crazy long day, mm-hmm. I was awake. Like I was alert. I had focus and concentration and I left there. Um, like more amazing. Present. It's present, like present, perfect in word, your body. Perfect yes. word. Yeah. My body, my mind. I, I just, I didn't know what happened. And I remember driving home and my left brain, my doctor brain was like, what is going on? <laughs> like what happened? What's the physiology behind all of this? And so that was the beginning of where I am now. Mm. And when was this? So this was back in, I'm going to say not maybe like 12, 13 years ago, something like that. Okay. So how yeah. old were your kids at this point? They were little. <laughs> My kids are in the early, tw- early to mid twenties now. So, you know, they were in single digits, maybe. Oh. Yeah. They were both in single digits. I can't remember exactly how old they were. Yeah. Yeah. So and they thought over- I was cool. They thought you were they, cool. <laughs> they thought that all of a sudden, they thought all of a sudden I was really cool. Like they noticed me getting, being really calm Yeah, and they thought I was like really cool. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, what my happened? kids think I'm cool. Yeah. yeah. What happened? The shift. So this shift, is a, yeah. you know, over a decade journey into this mm-hmm. more, this awakening of life, just being more mm-hmm. present mm-hmm. in your mind and your body. Amazing. So you're now a certified yoga instructor, but, or there's, there's more to it than that. Tell us the difference. Yeah. So, you know, I'm hungry for knowledge and I always like to understand the why. So after I spent some time going to these, these classes and getting into some meditation and starting to feel a shift, even in those symptoms that I described to you, they started to get better. I noticed they started to get better. I, Went into yoga teacher training, never think I'd ever teach anybody anything, but only because I wanted to know what was going on. I I really had a thirst for knowledge as to how I could explain the transformations that were happening. And it was there that I learned about the the field of yoga therapy. And so for those of you out there, you may not know, because this was new to me, that to be a yoga teacher, that's a base level of education of 200 hours of training. But to be a yoga therapist you need at least a thousand hours of training over a three-year period. 
And what that is, is it takes the base level knowledge of yoga and it teaches you so much more that you're able to apply it to help individuals with many different types of illnesses, symptoms, and diseases in safe and effective ways. And I was so excited about that because I said, wow, you know, I had been diagnosing cancer for so many years and I always wanted to help my patients a different way. And as I said, I earlier I'd worked with military veterans and first responders and, and I thought, wow, you know, if I'm starting to feel better and I could learn more about this, wouldn't it be great for me to help everyone, you know, people who are staying at home, stay at home moms, soccer moms, people in medicine, people, every single person can can feel better by themselves. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that. I can totally empathize with uh, your experience with yoga because I too like had to be running or breaking a sweat. My heart rate had to be up for (laughs) it to be actually exercise. And I, so I thought like yoga and Pilates was just stretching. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) There's no way that that's actually a physical exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Then I did a yoga class, which was actually taught by another physician and it was the Mm. hardest class of my life. (laughs) And I left there going, wow, like there's something to it because it's this whole like presence with your body, relying on your body, spatial awareness, meditation. Like I really felt just as good as if I had left the spa from getting a massage. Mm -hmm. And so now it's become part of my regimen because I believe in it so much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's all important. Like all these pieces are important, like physical exercise where you're breaking a sweat and working on your heart health and, you know, being really physically active. That's super important, but you can be doing three sets of bicep curls and still making your grocery list. Okay. We've all done it people. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I mean, and you know, thinking about when you have to pick up your kids and organizing everybody's schedules and you could still be lifting that, that dumbbell, like three sets of 15, right. And your brain could be elsewhere. But when you are doing yoga and in your meditation, it's a different type of exercise. It's still exercise, but it's not a sweat. Let's get your heart rate, you know, going or some is, but for the most part, that's not the intention. It's to help regulate your nervous system. You know, it's to help bring you out of thinking mind and back into your body. It's to help get that stress response down to really balance your hormones in a way to make you healthier. Mm. And you shouldn't be able to make your grocery list while you're doing yoga because you should really be focusing on how everything is feeling in your body and getting in touch with yourself. So both things are super important. They're just very different. And there's a misconception lots of times like, well, I don't, I'm going to either do yoga or work out. I don't like yoga because I'm not, I'm not sweating. I don't even teach sweaty yoga. I don't even do sweaty yoga. (laughs) It's not even part of me. So there are lots of flavors, but I'd like to just share the difference because we spend most of our life in our thinking mind from our shoulders up. And so it's very important for us to come back from our shoulders down back into our bodies. Right. And sometimes that's as simple as focusing on our breathing. Yeah. 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 It doesn't have to be an hour class, right? It could just be just like what you said. So taking the tools, little pieces of them that take seconds to do and to put them into your day. Right. That's your yoga right there. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love that because then it's attainable for everyone. You don't have oh, to yeah. go to an expensive yoga studio. No. You don't have to suffer through hot yoga. 
you don't have no hour long class. Like no, you can do it with a YouTube <laughs> video or, you know, like there's just some yeah. ways that you can do it and integrate it into your life. Even if it's practicing some deep belly breathing five minutes before walking into a meeting that you're stressed about. Right. But yeah, before you know, when, or during your meeting, right? right. What I say is it's a way of life. So you're doing this during your meeting. You're doing this while you're being interviewed by Dr. Moyers. <laughs> you're doing this while you're emptying your dishwasher, while you're walking your dog, while you're folding your laundry, yeah. you know, while you're in your car waiting to pick up your kid at school, yeah. while you're in the grocery store and people are taking a really long time when you're in that line. <laughs> you're feeling so, your impatience rise. And you're like, mm, right? So it's really a way of life and it's really a way of checking in and bringing yourself back to a healthier state of you all day long. And that's, that's what it is. I love yeah. it. Okay, Dr. Tiger, I want to walk into your three shifts that anyone can make to get in the driver's seat of their life so that they can take over their hijacked body and mind. Give it to us. Oh yeah. Three important shifts. I like to, you know, we're doctors, right? So we check boxes. And so I like to really deconstruct things for people because it's how my brain works, which is why I created these three shifts to make it more understandable and accessible for everyone. So the first one is take care of your breath, take care of your breath. And you alluded to that before when you were saying to, you know, just notice your breath or follow your breath or sense it, whatever you just recently said. And that's because our breath can actually do four super cool things. Like we never learned this in med school, but our breath can calm us down. It can wake us up. It can cool us off and it can heat us up. And it all depends on how we do it. And our breath is what's part of what we call the autonomic nervous system, or what I like to say is automatic, right? Because you're just breathing. Like you're not saying breathe now, breathe now. (laughs) Your body's just breathing, right? But because we have two different types of muscle fibers in our diaphragm, which is the big breathing muscle that celebrates, I'm going to celebrate the diaphragm, that separates our chest and our belly. We've got what's called voluntary and involuntary fibers. We actually can take over control of our diaphragm. And it's the only function of that autonomic nervous system that we can actually take over and change how we're breathing. And so when we go into the basic physiology of breath, there are only two important things we need to know. And one is that when we inhale, our heart rate increases, and that's a stimulating kind of breath. And when we exhale, our heart rate decreases, and that's a really a calming, more grounding kind of breath. And the second thing is where your breath is in your body. So we breathe into our chest, that's very stressful. We breathe into our belly, that's calming. And that's because we have this really important nerve called the vagus nerve that travels all around down into our bellies. Mm -hmm. So to take care of your breath means to understand these two concepts that you need to understand like what's happening when I breathe in, it's stimulating, what's happening when I breathe out, it's calming. And where's my breath in my body? Is it stressful up in my chest or is it calming down in my belly? And when you understand these two concepts, you can do all these things with your breath to get to one of those four things that it can do. So most of the time people are like, I just need to calm down. (laughs) So for anyone listening, what you would do is that you would focus on making a nice, long, comfortable exhale, because that's going to decrease your heart rate, make you feel calmer. And you want to direct your breath down into your belly, which is the calming part of your breath. So those are those two key points there. Now, the second shift is take care of your body. And taking care of your body, what I mean by that is that chronic stress causes 
muscular tension causes that tense feeling in your body and you get stuck like the tin man, like I described, right? When you can't move. And when you stretch, it feels really good, but it doesn't increase the length of your muscles so that it's going to stay long so you'll feel better in your body. If I said to you, Dr. Moyers, try to reach for your toes and you would feel your hamstring muscle stretch, right? And that's that muscle in the back of your thigh, right? And then you stand back up. And if I said, try and touch your toes again, what would happen? You would feel that muscle stretch again because it doesn't make it stay long. Muscles are a stretch reflex. So you stretch a muscle, it recontracts like a rubber band do, 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 over and over again. So what I've studied is called somatics or somatic yoga, and it's a different way of moving. So when you move in a different way, contracting into chronically tight muscles and you slowly release them and you sense that, you actually can unravel the knots in the muscles and your muscles can lengthen again. You can feel more comfortable in your body. So shift two is take care of your body and it's specifically through somatic-based movements. And then shift number three is take care of your mind. Take care of your mind. And there are two parts to this. So the first one is meditation. And again, you might be out there saying, I can't do that. I can't sit quietly by myself. No way. I don't want to be with my thoughts. And you know, so hard for us type A's to meditate. (laughs) Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So the kind of meditation that I facilitate is actually guided. Like all you have to do is listen to me talk. So I take out the, I don't want to be by myself. I can't just sit there quietly part because you don't have to. There's so many different flavors. And I work with what's called iRest, like the iPhone. This is called iRest. And it was originally created for Walter Reed Army Hospital to help our military relieve suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. And it was found to be not only so beneficial for that, but to help with chronic pain. That in 2010, the Department of Defense declared the type of meditation a tier one treatment for pain, basically equivalent to taking an opioid pill, right? A pain pill, pretty awesome. Because most of the pain in our body, me being the Tin Man, is from our stress. So number one, part of take care of your mind is meditation. And there are lots of different flavors. I just share with you the one that I really enjoy and that I facilitate. And the second part is all those words that our brains are telling us, like, because we have over 60,000 thoughts a day and most of them are not really nice. (laughs) We say mean things to ourselves all day long. And if you're listening to me and you're like, yeah, I do that. You're not alone. We all do it. We all do it. We all do it. (laughs) We all do it. It's just our default mechanism and it's our brain trying to protect us, but we all do it. And so taking classes, Shilkat calls that your frenemy, right? (laughs) Your frenemy. (laughs) That is so good. Yes. That is so good. I love her book. I just read her book. So yeah, your frenemy is like with you all the time. And so, you know, one of the other things that I'm certified in is life coaching. And so you know, being able to take care of your body and manage your physiology is one piece, but being able to take care of your mind and work with your thoughts is another. So that second part of taking care of your mind is life coaching. And it's really learning how to work with all those thoughts when they come up and recognizing that they are just thoughts, that they're not real. It's not fact. It's just what your brain's telling you. So those are the three shifts. I love it. I love it. And it's something that we can all do. And it's mm-hmm. so tangible. So I want to walk through these because I had different thoughts as you were talking about them, but yeah. you were speaking so eloquently. I did not want to interrupt. <laughs> okay. On the breathing. So yeah. the pelvic floor, the pelvic mm-hmm. diaphragm also mm-hmm. naturally relaxes with exhalation. And so mm. I also have women, especially those who are anxious about a pelvic exam, practice those relaxing breaths 
as we're preparing for the exam. And even then when I'm going to insert a speculum to see the cervix, I have them take a big deep breath and exhale. And every time that seems to really help them to have to relax much more. And so that they're like, that's it. We're done. (laughs) So your breath works in so many ways. Like our body is so interconnected. I I love that. Yeah, my second thought when you were you're amazing. You need to be everybody's (laughs) doctor. Like everyone's doctor needs to know what you just said. (laughs) Maybe we'll do a podcast just on that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I want to just piggyback on that one thing is that that a lot of my clients they kind of give me the little whisper. Guess what? My sex life is so much better since I started working with you. I have much more interest. I feel so much better. My libido is up. And, and it, you know, what you just said is part of that, you know, allowing the pelvis to relax in that way. And, you know, so a lot of times it's just, oh, I'm just really stressed out. And, you know, I really need to be but calmer and I need to stop screaming stress. at my kids. We carry yes. it. And then, then the, the, the icing on the cake is my sex life is better. <laughs> So I I loved what you just said. Yeah. 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 So, oh my gosh, we could unpack that in so many ways. Um, (laughs) Um, So on your concept of a body, um, Mm -hmm. the the two things that I thought of were one, I decided in opening Sky Women's Health that I was going to honor my own health as much as I do that of my patients, right? Because we do so much self-sacrificing and becoming a physician in our 24-hour calls, sometimes 72-hour calls, like not getting a chance to pee or to eat or (laughs) all of the self-care that we lack in training to become a physician and then an early physician. And I just declared, I'm going to honor my own health as much as I do my patients. And so I'm going to design this practice so that it does that because I believe that it leads to the longevity of me practicing and the quality of care because I show up as a happy doctor and therefore have happy patients. Bravo. Yes. My other how thought do you, is how do you do that? Wait, no, tell us, wait, we want to hear, I want to hear what you, what that shift is that you mean. Like, what is it that you, not that I'm interviewing you on your podcast now, but I think it's important for everyone listening to know like what you did, how are you honoring your body? Like, so then I had to set up my schedule so that one, I was seeing cases, doing things that were joyful to me, right? But honoring a commitment to my own physical health, whether that was meditating, praying, journaling, doing my exercise, right? Whether I'm getting to a class or I'm going for a nature walk or whatever, like I was paying lip service to these were my priorities right? With my health being one of those, but I was working 24 hour shifts and then trying to recover and stress eating and not doing the physical activity. And then I found myself 10 pounds heavier, right? Mm. And I said, well, this isn't how I want to live, right? So I want to sleep in my own bed. I want to make sure I get my eight hours of sleep. I want to get my physical activity. I want to focus and be present with my kids, right? So how do I do all of those things? Well, then I designed a practice that allows for that because ultimately I'm in control. So either my practice runs me or I run it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that empowerment. I feel like, you know, Wonder Woman right here. You're just (laughs) get your cape on and everything. (laughs) But so often we do just feel like betrothed to something Mm -hmm. that we've created, or this is the way things have been done. And so I have created a practice that is very much outside the box, right? We're providing a unique niche service 
and we're cash only so that we're not fighting with the, the insurance companies to get things done. And it just is working out beautifully. <laughs> You're caring for your patients in a way that you want to on your terms. That's amazing. Yes. Yes. That, and that is, that is the greatest joy. Like I say that every day feels like magic because my, of the results my patients are getting because of the appreciation that they're expressing and I'm able to be more present, right. As a full, Mm -hmm. I have, I've never been so happy as a full general OB-GYN practicing, right. That that was my jam. But as I took a step back and realized I am constantly split between the operating room, the delivery room, the office, offices having me rescheduled. Somebody is always vying for my attention. And then oftentimes I'm stuck at the hospital. I'm disappointing either my patient or my family if I choose to stay or go. So it was this constant like pull and stress for attention, right? And so then I just had to decide at this stage in my life, where do my priorities lie? And how do I design my practice of medicine around that? It's amazing. I've got pom-poms here. I'm just like, pretend pom-poms. <laughs> I'm your cheerleader right here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we went down a rabbit hole with that one, but yes, thank you for asking. Um, this is one of my passions right now because I'm like, it is possible for you too. If you're practicing medicine and you are completely burnt out and overwhelmed and you don't see a way out except for to exit medicine, you too can design a practice on your own terms and find the joy in medicine again. You know, like I've turned down other jobs and other opportunities because this feels like magic and I'm following the magic. Mm, I love the magic. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so back to our bodies, right? Okay, back so I'm honoring my body and it helps me. Yes. So part of Sky Women's Health is the osteopathic manipulative treatment for women of all stages particularly those women in pregnancy and in postpartum who are just going through this metamorphosis in life, right? And I always talk about how we carry our stress in our body. And especially if we've had chronic injury, chronic pain, and you come in to see me for an adjustment, we are not going to solve this in one visit because this has been something that's chronic. And we have to teach those muscles how to lengthen. Like we don't only want to strengthen our muscles. We also have to lengthen them. We have to get out of this fight or flight. Our parasympathetic is an overdrive with everything that's going on in life. How do we balance that and come back into our parasympathetic of rest and digest? And so it's really this, this combination of, you know, Eastern and Western medicine bringing together osteopathic principles and it's just fun. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was, when I was pregnant, I had an experience with my osteopathic OB. It wasn't pelvic, but I was having sinus issues and he just did, he pushed in some spots on my head and I I was like, didn't feel anything. By the time I got to the parking lot, my sinus is completely drained. I'm like, that's magic. (laughs) Magic. It does feel like magic. It It felt like magic. Yeah. It's helping your body find its way back to its happy place. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, doing, I did a fellowship in neuromusculoskeletal medicine and then went on Mm. to an MD residency. And, you know, it's just interesting that, you know, after 10 years in practice, I kind of came full circle and said, Hey, like, let's, let's use that again. It's been so rewarding to see women just truly benefit and thrive. And sometimes it is one visit and they're on their way and feeling great. And sometimes it's, you know, I'm going to see you throughout my pregnancy and postpartum and my mom can see you too, (laughs) because this is just so good and they need it. 
So taking care of our body is so important and learning to lengthen our muscles, not only strengthen our muscles is really Mm -hmm. important because we have to allow that rest in our body as well. Yeah. And those muscles can't strengthen until they lengthen. You can't strengthen a knot, right? The knot is stuck. So we need to actually unravel the knot and then the muscle can get stronger, right? Right, right. Yes. And I feel like that that really, it helps to release you know, all the stress and tension that we've carried over time. And I think that it's a unique skill set to have these hands-on technique and also have gone through a lot of the life coaching skills. I feel like I'm doing a lot of coaching during those sessions as well. So that women feel like they feel heard, they feel seen, they feel like, oh, here's another mom who gets it, right? Yeah, we can't have enough moms that get it. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, so I think we're just adding to the village. So, all right, so mind, body, breath. Those are Mm -hmm. the three keys to getting back in the driver's seat of your life. And it's shifting now those easy to do and easy to not do. That's right. Exactly. It's, it's so easy to do and so easy to just not do. (laughs) And the not do is, is not, not allowed (laughs) for you, for our overall well being. Like if we want to move forward in our life and we want to become the best versions of ourselves, then taking care of ourselves in this very simple, easy ways, really easy ways. Yeah, we can do it. Well, I think that this is an amazing story because being a high-functioning, successful physician who went part-time to balance that mom life, you know, that work-life balance that we all strive for, and still finding yourself in the midst of stress and chronic disease, even thinking like, mm-hmm. what is going on with me? And yeah. finding your way out. Like, if you can do it, then any of us can do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you have tools and you work with a large population. So tell us about your programs and how others can work with you. Yeah. So stressfreemd.net is really the mothership. <laughs> it's my website that has all of the different ways that I work with people. And I have a free podcast, right? The Stress-Free MD podcast, which is something that I created because so many people said to me, everyone needs to know what you know. And I know people are really busy. So what I did was I created what I call stress-free snacks, these little 15-minute-ish nuggets of information that you can listen to when you're driving in your car from point A to point B, you're waiting for your kid, you're emptying the dishwasher, whatever it is you're doing, it's really made to be very accessible. I have a 30-minute stress relief strategy call. So somebody wants to know, how can I learn what I want to learn? You know, I can help direct you. I've created lots of programs. So some of them are CME accredited for doctors. That's RX Center Peace. And then there are six other programs that are open to everyone. So I have anyone from, you know, middle schoolers with test anxiety to corporate people, to athletes, to you name it, 88 year old military veterans, to people suffering from cancer. I mean, anybody really can learn these tools. And those six programs are open to to anyone. And they are based on specific topics. So if you want to learn how to breathe differently, if you want to learn how to release the tension in your body or to meditate or even a combination, those programs are available to you. And if you want to taste, I have three free videos on my website. So if you want to learn how to, a calming breathing tool, if you want to learn how to release tension in your neck and shoulders, if you want me to guide you in meditation, pop on the stressfreemd.net website and you'll have three videos with me teaching you how to do those things. That's amazing. So it really does. I mean, it, it crosses the lifespan, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
middle schoolers to military vets. I mean, yeah. just across the lifespan, like anybody can really benefit from these tools. I am all about need them, right? We yeah. all need them. Why yeah. doesn't anybody teach us this stuff? Is all what I always say. <laughs> I mean, I could have used these skills in med school when I had, mm-hmm. you know, test taking anxiety and all yeah. of the things, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. We can all benefit. Thank you so much for sharing these skill set. Everybody hop on to stressfreemd.net and go check out Dr. Robin Tiger. She not only has a soothing voice, but she has such a great skill set. I mean, it's a killer combination to help us relieve our stress. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me here. I'm really honored to have the chance to chat with you about these really important skills and life lessons. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today. All right, Sky community. Thank you for listening to another episode. This episode was sponsored by Sky Women's Health. As a reminder, we're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and we help relieve back pain and pelvic pain in pregnancy and beyond. If you are pregnant and having pain and you feel like you have no reliable way to relieve it, look us up at skywomenshealth.com, request an appointment, and we'll call to get you scheduled. As a board-certified OB-GYN with a Neuromusculoskeletal Medicine Fellowship, I help you realign with hands-on drug-free treatment and relieve pain on the spot without medication. We'll help you maintain these results through your pregnancy and postpartum period. Every pregnant person deserves this, and we are so excited to serve you. You can find us on our website, as mentioned, or on social at Sky Women's Health, or you can call the office at 817-915-9803. That's it for today. Until next week, be well.